0: Friday the 26th of February my gosh how time is flying I hope you're having a good day everyone wherever you are worldwide whether you're watching this live or you're watching this uh later on I I, you need to watch this I've got a wonderful guest uh, for the entire hour, or in, as long as it lasts, <laughs> as long as she puts up with me, and uh, uh, her name is Denise Byers, and she's uh, got several books out there, she's got a children's book, and she's got a coloring book for, it's actually for adults, and we we'll need to talk a little bit about those two books, but I want to focus in on the the latest book that she's done, and it's called Shattered, and it's kind of an autobiography of her life and what has gone on with her as far as ment- mental illness goes for her entire life, and and uh, it's interesting that uh, uh, mental illness is uh, you now she's in Canada, and Canada's got actually has what's called a um, I, 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 like a health care system, which uh, we down here in the great U.S. of A. have still. We're still dragging our feet on figuring out how to do it. Uh, so, so she's gotten uh, so in in. And I want to ask her about the, the healthcare system as far as mental health in Canada, because right down here, it's non-existent. It doesn't exist. Nobody is taking care of anybody, and and people are just being left to be out on the streets. They can't get help. It's it's it really is a sad situation down here. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. And first of all, I'd like to welcome uh, Denise buyers to the show Denise thank you how are you so
1: much thank you so much Kevin thank you for having me I'm doing great how are you doing
0: doing awesome thank you it's excellent it's, I get the biggest kick out of talking to people like you <laughs> that's I've, okay that have been, been working so hard to to do stuff have have you've experienced things in life that I've never. I, i've never had to worry about or come across and in the book shattered you share that with and before we before we started this i said well denise is there any place that you don't want to go and she said no i've opened my heart up to and my soul up to this book because you want to help people and yes you gotta, uh, get people to understand that there is help available for them if they can understand it so let's talk about um i know it's not your favorite subject but let's talk about you uh, yeah so. it's not
1: my favorite subject but i know i have to do it <laughs>
0: yeah. so when did, when did all this begin for you when did when did the mental health challenges rear their head and and how how old were you
1: i would say i was a young teenager when it hit me yeah. and um, i actually had my first suicide attempt at 15. Um, it was botched by my grandmother and my great-grandmother who knocked pills out of my hands, which happened to be nitroglycerin. So I'm kind of glad they did that. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, it, our mental health care system is, is good, but it's not as great as what everyone thinks. And even our whole entire health care system is not as great as you think. You know, there's a lot of challenges in getting help, and it took me a really, really long time. You know, so I see a psychiatrist now. Um, because I did try to commit suicide in 2007 and I did basically die and they brought me back And uh, it's been a struggle ever since but I see a psychiatrist and I've got a really good meditation meditation I do really good meditations actually, but I have a really good medication Cocktail that helps me with uh, depression anxiety and mood swings And that keeps me pretty level and it keeps me productive so I can do stuff But I can't hold down like a normal full-time job anymore. So I just decided to start publishing my writing that I've had for the 40 years. And Shattered, there's poems that I wrote 40 years ago. Seriously. Like the poem Loneliness, I remember writing when I was 16. And it's in the book because it still applies. You know, it applies to people. And during the pandemic, people are really struggling. Like anxiety is up. Suicide rates are up. Depression is up. I mean, when I started on this journey of this book, it was one in five North Americans would experience mental health. That has changed so much, that number has risen. But it just, I I can't even quote it because it rises every day. I don't think statisticians, I can't even pronounce the word, statisticians, uh, (laughs) I don't think they can keep up, really. No. You know, It's really, it's been tough, it's been tough. But I'm hoping my book, I don't know, makes people feel understood. And maybe that will make them feel empowered and maybe that'll help them start them on their journey of health, you know, health recovery. And also maybe they've already been on that journey and it's something they can add to what I call their mental health toolkit. Mine is medication, talk therapy. You know, I reread my own book and I say to myself when I'm really down, I go, geez, geez, Denise. I mean, if you could get through all that you know, these 52 poems, if you can get through all that, certainly you can get through today. And that's how, you know, I just do it. And the poetry book I think is is a good way of telling my story because you can take it in little bites. You can read one poem or two poems. They all tell their own individual story, but when you read it from cover to cover with the flow, it tells you my whole journey, so. Oh
0: these were, these were poems that basically over the 40 years that they've been written, you were sitting on your bed uh, with a pen, paper and pen and we're just writing. Yes. And writing your feelings and writing what was going on in, in your life and, and how, and, and how things were bad and or, or were good or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now, were you, were you bipolar? What was, what? what no, you-
1: I'm not bipolar. Actually. Um, I have de- clinical depression. I have an anxiety disorder and I was having some uh, bad mood swings. So not really bipolar, but I would say close to it. You know what I mean? I'm close to that borderline. I don't have a problem admitting that. But so far, my doctor hasn't hasn't diagnosed me as that. Just uh, depressed anxiety. And these mood stabilizers really stabilize my anxiety. And so that kind of keeps me level and that's all I want because mental illness I don't like even the word mental illness because it 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 implies that there's something wrong with you intellectually or like brain damage wise this is a physical injury this is a brain chemistry that is not level you know and it needs to be leveled because you know, I'm go. I don't have enough, say it's serotonin. I don't know what I'm lacking, but you know what I mean? Like they'll give you medication that gives me those chemicals that, that people, normal people, quote unquote, normal people, who's really normal and how do you define normal? Right. But Uh, other people don't have to take all these things and do all that stuff to be, have their chemistry leveled. But I do. And I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not ashamed of it
0: when you put it into that context, it's not its not a stigma like uh, uh, leprosy or something yes. like that.
1: Yes, <laughs> thank you.
0: <laughs> you're you not touch
1: me, I'm okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you can be around you and you can, it's, yes. it is just an, a, a chemical imbalance. Now, you yes. used to be, that people didn't understand what that meant. Uh, you got a chemical imbalance. Now we're getting the idea that it affects the brain chemistry of the balance of everything uh, affects that. And that's not something that you can control. Correct. It's not something that you did. Correct. It's, it's not something that somebody did to you. It's just how your, your brain function. Now, yeah. did you also have uh, um, a, a difficulties in your childhood with abuse or yes I did
1: I was going to touch on that I do still I also have PTSD post-traumatic stress disorder um in my childhood I was around seven and I was sexually abused by um not a biological family member I was adopted by my dad My, my 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 mom's biological daughter my dad adopted me and one of his younger brothers molested me basically. But I didn't know it was wrong. It didn't hurt. It didn't, it was nothing that my parents taught me to avoid, even though they did their best. So, but I've really recovered from that. You know, I, I, I did that in 2007 because you know what? I repressed that memory and I was seven years old. So that's like almost 50 years ago. I repressed it. And then 2007, it felt like a refrigerated transport just rear-ended me in my life was in that, that truck, that 18 wheeler. And everything just hit me at one time and I just crashed. I also have chronic pain in the form of, um, I have rheumatoid arthritis, which I've had all my life, not a big deal. Um, but I have chronic daily migraines. I have one right now. You know, I have them all the time. We don't know what it is. The doctors think it's brain stem damage and it can't be cured or treated. So I really suffer from pain and that leads to depression and anxiety and all those fun things that I have to deal with. So I think that affects my um, brain chemistry levels. Also, I was in a very violent, violent relationship um, in my late teens and like hanging me over a balcony with my nine month old, fifteen floor balcony with my nine month old in my hands, you know, yelling, someone call the police, please. And when they did, the police came and they wanted to arrest me because the house was a mess. And I'm like, he just tore my house up. He broke in, you fools. And then when he when they wouldn't arrest him, they dropped him off at a strip club. I'm like, are you kidding me? You want to arrest me and you're gonna take this loser to a strip club. But that really, really affected me. And that was mm, so 40 years ago. And I'm still dealing with that. I have a lifetime restraining order against this person. And they don't just give those out like candy. Like, this guy cannot come near me or my kids, you know. But he did stalk me for 10 years. So I was really, it's been a rough road. But you Good. know what? Don't focus you know, on it. <laughs> well... <laughs> i know i I know it sounds like unbelievable but you know what i know i'm a writer but i could not make this up
0: (laughs) i know it sounds sounds like a bad country music song
1: yeah you know what i've written a few of those so but yeah you're right (laughs) mr right mr right now he was not mr right And, but I was yeah. able to marry the man of my dreams, the love of my life. And, you know, we're we're, set, we're divorced now, but um, we're still friends. He's a wonderful man, and he supports me in everything I do, um, and he supports the kids. So that's all I can ask for.
0: That's that that's it. That's yeah. it.
1: Especially well, from a former husband. I mean, that's, you oh. know, I'm really unheard of. I have my mom who's a terrific support system and my sister um and my kids and my i'd say my biggest support system and that's who i feel really bad about doing what i was doing you know and that's what finally stopped me because my elder son was my middle child said mom you gotta stop doing this we can't have ambulances coming to the house every couple of months like this is you know neighbors are going to talk and you know and and I said, "Oh, and, and it really snapped me into reality because he said it in such a respectful way." So that really got me on. That really helped me on my road to recovery. Really helped me because he told me his feelings.
0: Well, I'm glad he did, and he stopped you from. Well, he didn't stop you, but after 2007, after the uh, mm-hmm. um, suicide attempt, was that was that pills again? Um,
1: yes, what? yes, yeah. I'd rather not say what, but yeah.
0: Yeah, but-
1: it was prescribed to me years ago. They were old pills. I don't take them anymore or anything like that. And obviously, I didn't take the, a lot of them when I had them because I had lots of leftover to try an OD on. <laughs> but uh, that's that's I won't do it again. And I know that in my soul. I know that in my soul because not only my middle son came to me, all of my kids did. You know, and to, my, my youngest son left his apartment and came here and my daughter and he took turns watching me sitting on the edge of my bed or sleeping with beside me or something just to make sure I wasn't sneaking up there and trying to drink rat poison or something, you know, I <laughs> but I, I'm grateful for it because not everybody has that.
0: No, absolutely. Cause, cause now I've, I've been party to. Uh, two different at least two different suicides probably well there's been more but uh people that have actually carried out fortunately you didn't have a gun because that that's a little bit more efficient my
1: stepfather killed himself with a shotgun yeah and And that was 25 years ago and it it, uh he and i were not particularly close but i don't wish that on anybody but uh, my mother it was brutal and I just wanted and all I wanted to do was help her through it and it's hard to help someone through that. It's like you said, I'm lucky I didn't have a gun. I always say, I'm lucky I live in Canada because we have gun control because if I could get a gun, well, when I feel, when I was unstable, if I could have gotten a gun, I would have done it. and there's no return from that. Nope. you can't go to the hospital and drink activated charcoal, which is what they do when you overdose. So because the charcoal absorbs the, you know, the medication that you took or whatever. So, yeah, you use a gun. You're it's not a cry for help.
0: Nope, you're, you're
1: you're doing it
0: when the, the uh, gentleman put the uh, barrel of the gun underneath his chin and pulled the trigger.
1: Oh, my God. It, same thing happened. In our yeah. family. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. That just shocked me.
0: Yeah, no, and it was uh fortunately it was dark outside. He was outside and I was right standing right there. It was dark, but
1: <gasps> you were it, right there. I, I he
0: I was ten feet away from him when he
1: Oh like, Kevin, I'm so sorry.
0: Fortunate fortunately, I didn't know him well, but at the same time, the reality of what happened to his family, which is what I wanted to touch on with you was Mm -hmm. and i'm glad your kids came to you and 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 worked you through it because the tragedy of his life was that he thought nobody cared and nobody loved him
1: that's how i felt and feel still some to this day i also feel like a very big burden especially on my daughter my slash business partner who lives with me because it's just cheaper (laughs) but i feel like a very giant burden on my kids especially my daughter danielle and i I hate it. I just hate it. I used to be like this really like, like you say wall street girl. I wouldn't in, in Toronto. It's Bay street, our finance, you know, like I was a real Bay street girl. I had this communications career and six figures and blah, blah, and I was all dashed by mental illness because mental illness doesn't discriminate. It doesn't care what you've got going on. That you're busy, too busy for this nonsense. Doesn't care if you're white or black or brown or yellow or whatever. It doesn't matter what your religion is. It, it, it just doesn't, it doesn't matter how rich you are, how poor you are. We've seen a lot of celebrities commit suicide oh, yeah. and you're thinking, why? You have all this money and you know, you can do anything. Why wouldn't you, you know, get help? But it's really hard, you know, it's re- and especially in the States, as you said, with the mental health care system, I do know a lot of people in the States. And my sister lives actually in Manhattan and it's really bad down there. Like, I'm really grateful to be up in Canada because at least I'm getting some care where you guys really have to. I mean, I had to wait months and months and months to get a psychiatrist, but you you guys down there really suffer. And I've talked to a lot of sufferers on Twitter and, and they've told me their stories and my heart just bleeds. I just yeah. go, can I send you a book? I just want to send you a book. I don't know if it'll help, but it's all I have. <laughs>
0: Well, and by the way, we're talking with um, um, Denise Byers. She's got the book Shattered out there, and you can pick it up at Amazon, and uh, and pretty much all the major players, right? You can pick up everywhere
1: the- books are sold around the globe. My so, my books are available.
0: So her, the author is Denise Byers. The book is called Shattered. So make yeah, sure I'll show you a picture of it. Yeah, make sure you. There we
1: go. That's supposed to be a cartoonish picture of me. Teetering on a wall, because that's what I was doing.
0: Yeah, <laughs> teetering on a wall. Now, there is this uh, gold the sticker on that book. What's that gold sticker? Oh,
1: that's a Book Excellence Award. Oh, and yeah. where did you get that? Um, You know what? This book has been out for a couple of years. It's just making a resurgence, I think, because of the pandemic and people really feeling the weight You know, the anxiety, uh, couples are staying at home all day, all night for the first time, like 24-7, 365. Don't know how there's not more divorces or murders. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I hate to say it, but it's true because there have been some. But, um, yeah, I just... I don't, I, I ugh, it's hard to put into words. I'm sorry.
0: No, no The book too-
1: excellence award really, really helped me because it told me that, Hey, I can write, I can write poetry and I can help people. And my main goal in life is helping people. I was born to be a mother and I have taken in what I call strays. <laughs> I'm called, you know, like I'm everyone's other mother in my neighborhood.
0: Well, you know? you're, you're, you're doing awesomely well. And Thank I, you so uh,
1: much. I, I really appreciate that.
0: I think it's it's really great. that Thank you. Will you. And, and especially since I'm glad you didn't get it done because your my kid, how many, how many do you have, three?
1: I have three, yes. They're all grown, 33, yeah.
0: 31, 27. Uh, they're the same age as my kids. So. Oh, really?
1: Eh? But they're still your kids, right? Oh, yeah. Like, they're still our children. So as much as we want to get involved in their lives and tell them what to do and stuff, they just slam the door or hang up the phone. Oh, my phone's cutting out. (laughs) I get that all the time. But if I call and say, Danielle, I need you. Matthew, I need you. Michael, I need you. Boom. They're there. They're there. Same with my mom. If I say, Mom, I need you. She doesn't live far away from me. She's 15 minutes away. She just shows up. You know, uh, so I'm blessed I, and I choose to sh- see that as a blessing, whereas some people don't. And I see, I have gratitude and I have gratitude for my chronic pain because I can't work full time. So it forced me to find something I could do at home to earn a living. And this was it. And then I got to live out my passion of writing books. I was like, Oh my goodness, this is fantastic. And you know, so I, it's, I've been blessed. I've been very, very blessed. And I just want other people to be blessed too.
0: Now, does, does Canada have a support system for people that are disabled there and are no longer able to work?
1: Yes. We have a disability program that works a little bit like welfare. So okay. a person on disability here will get an $1,100 check every month from the government. I don't know anybody who can live on $1,100 a month. Nope. So... You know, it's ridiculous. It's a, And I've been advocating for changes for that for a long time. But it's especially in the pandemic, you would think they would increase it a little. Because these people, who, you know, a lot of the, the disabilities are mental disabilities. Again, with the brain level chemistries. And, you know, like I'm not sleeping. I need a sleeping pill. You know, I've tried all the natural supplements. I go through all the natural stuff before I resort to medication. You know, but I... <sighs> it just needs something different because I'm, I feel like I'm slipping a little bit, not suicidal, but I'm just, the pandemic's getting to me, you know? I,
0: yeah, I, I get it. I, yeah. It's getting to a lot of folks and it's, it's not, it's not a good place for any of us to be, especially someone that, that uh, um, has depression issues and, and stuff like, like you do. It, it, it's really hard to, to live your life into and, and to really be, out there positive and excited when you just don't feel very good
1: it's true yeah i mean i'm not feeling terrific today but i was so excited when i woke up and i knew i was going to be doing this today you know i was just that just made my day i was oh, just excited yeah. it was like yay i can okay, get out of bed today
0: <laughs> well, it, it's important for you to get out of bed and and, and to do stuff and oh. i mean I'm, I'm stuck in my house but that's why i i do these Every day, I work at it uh, uh, quite a little bit. I, I I was a bus driver for King County Metro. Oh, wow. I was a city bus driver for eleven years. Nice. And I, I was. I did um, um, audio production before that, and had a talk show before that. Oh, but uh, I am aware of the healthcare system ha- or the medical healthcare system excuse me the mental health care system in, in our state of Washington because it is so bad that there are people that are just they're just suffering and they dying. Can't, and, and they're dying yeah. and that's part of the opiate uh, problem the opiate crisis mm-hmm. is they're 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 abusing it and they're going over and above
1: so. and that's affecting me because of my chronic pain my migraines now all of a sudden no one will Prescribe me opioids, and sadly for me, because they don't know what exactly what it is, and my specialist is the top migraine specialist in North America, and he doesn't know what the hell to do with me. So you know, he's just said, "Keep her." Told my other doctors, "Keep her comfortable," but now they're all afraid to to prescribe opioids, even though I've been on them before for years. I never had an addiction problem. I've been assessed by many psychiatrists. Well, many three or four psychiatrists that says I don't have an addictive personality. I just don't. I just, you know, I take, I take something and I don't take it again until I need it type of thing. But the opioids are really the only thing that helped me. And I, in Canada, they're just so afraid to prescribe because of you call it a medical board and here it's the college of physicians and surgeons. And doctors are literally afraid of being attacked and having their licenses stripped from them. I get that. But at the same time, What happened to do no harm? You know, like I need help. I need someone to help me with my pain because a lot of it, most of my like depression, anxiety, and especially the suicidal thoughts come from my pain. That's, that's the real trigger for me. And my pain is triggered by weather changes. Well, hello, I live in Canada. (laughs) I mean, we only talk about two things, poutine and weather. (laughs) So yeah, it's hard.
0: I wanted to talk to you about a third thing that I'm wondering if how it has had an impact in your life, because I'm interested in such things. (laughs) Uh, When you, when you had your, uh, um, when you, you had your attempt in 2007 that was accompanied by what we call a near death experience or NDE. Can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Well, yeah, I, um, it was really, (sighs) It's crazy. I was such a type A personality. And I was told, I was, I mean, my doctors told me I wouldn't survive long if I continued that route. So, but, I, but I still prepared. I sat in a chair, we were living with my mom at the time, and I sat in a chair and I put a green garbage bag down because I thought if don't be to be graphic, but if I, die and my bowels come loose. And I thought if I live and I mess up her chair, she's going to kill me. So (laughs) I put a garbage down on, I told my daughter to go upstairs and not to come down no matter what she heard. I put a note on the door and told my sons don't come in after school, go to this friend's house. I texted my sister who was living in Montreal at the time and she caught it. The way I talked to her, I I didn't finish off with love you, see you later, or you know, ciao for now, or anything kind of like cute like that. I said goodbye, Amanda, and I don't say goodbye. And from Montreal, which is five hours, five and a half hour drive from here, she called nine one one, and I had the fire department, police, paramedics, everybody at my door. And they got me into the ambulance. (laughs) Yeah, it was like cavalry came, you know, she probably made it sound. Well, it was bad. I mean, I was doing, i had taken enough pills at that point to go. So, um, I remember being in the ambulance, then everything went black. And then I remember waking up in the hospital and I know my mother's sound of her high heels. <laughs> I grew up with it. And I remember just waking up and going, there's my mommy, <laughs> like a little kid, it was weird. And then um, out again, out again, I went. And I woke up in a hospital with an oxygen, like a, and I was intubated, you know, I woke up with all that. I was handcuffed to my bed. So I wouldn't do any more harm. I wouldn't pull out the oxygen and stuff like that. And you'd think that would be scary and terrifying to me, but no, didn't scare me. I try, I tried after that, even you know, didn't scare me. You know, so tough lesson learned. But I was in the psych psych ward in our local hospital for a good three or four weeks, and I that time I had a um, a, a psychiatrist who oh god he was so great, but he retired. Um, I have a new one who's also really good, but we're getting to know each other more as we go on. And right now we're just doing telephone appointments. So it's a little harder, Um, but you know, I'm really lucky. I'm really lucky. I did that just that in 2007 that I just, it didn't work. I'm, I'm grateful to my sister, Amanda. I mean, my God, she saved my life. Oh
0: yeah. But now when you were clinically dead, because you were clinically dead for a period of time
1: was yeah that... i don't think it was long but i i don't know i don't have any memory oh, okay. i didn't see anything either it was all black like people say oh you see your life and no well,
0: it depends on how long long you're there. yeah
1: and i think i was out really i was brought back really quickly yeah. so i didn't have that you know whole life flashing before my eyes kind of feeling
0: now, did your near-death experience or and not your near-death because you, you don't remember much from it, but mm-hmm. did your, no, that's all right. That, that's, that's perfectly fine. But your suicide attempts, mm-hmm. did that change your feeling about life and about living?
1: That's a really tough question because it varies every day if i'm at an extremely high pain level like 10 being the worst pain you can possibly imagine and i've had three kids naturally i'd rather have three kids naturally in one day than have someone of those 10 level 10 migraines so it just depends it's a really day-by-day thing it just really depends how my physical health has been and how it's impacting my mental health but usually i just get depressed and I get a lot of anxiety, but I don't reach for it. I've never tried to commit suicide on the pills that have been prescribed to me by my psychiatrist, never. I would never abuse those, you know, because if I am brought back to life, they'll never prescribe them to me again. You know what I mean? And I don't want that. So I've never done that. But, you know, people can take anything to kill themselves or do anything, guns, knives, all kinds of things. I don't like pain. So my option would be to drink rat poison. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but today I don't feel that way and I haven't felt that way for a number of years. So it's really good. I mean, I have my off days. Like I said, it's it's a day by day thing. It did change my outlook on life a little bit because it impacted my kids and I saw my kids' eyes and I heard their voices and I heard the cracking of their voice or, or my daughter crying and begging me not to, to give up and, you know, it's just really tough on them. So that changed me a lot. It was like, I'm doing this to, not just to me. I'm doing this to three kids I brought into the world, who I am responsible for, in my opinion. Until the day even after I die. I believe in an afterlife. I'll be I'll be haunting them. <laughs> you know, but they're the ones who keep me stable. They keep me feeling loved. They keep me keep me feeling worthy. They keep me feeling like I'm enough. And they keep me feeling it's okay to not be okay. And just by their support and their non-judgmental support, I I hear them. I don't hear people who stigmatize me, you know, if they want to start talking about, oh, lecturing, I don't hear that. A conversation I'll hear and I'll participate in, and that's, what's pulled me through, you know, more than doctors, more than medication. It's been my family, especially my children
0: why do you think it's happened to you
1: you know what i used to ask myself why that and then i just said oh well why not but my maternal grandfather was schizophrenic and uh, my maternal uncle who's only eight years older than me and i wasn't allowed to call him uncle because he used to get really upset (laughs) i'm too young to be an uncle so he had schizophrenia he he's he's not on medication for it anymore because he doesn't need it. But my grandfather came back from World War II, a very, very, very violent man. Now, I was born at the end of the baby boomers. I was born in 64. And um, the story goes is that basically I was, he, he was out of it. And he kind of threatened to hurt me and whatever. And My mom just took him, just told him, you touched my kid. And I'll kill you this time. You know what I mean? So after that, there was no violence. So I don't remember a grandfather who was violent. I remember a grandfather who was kind and loving and wonderful to me, you know? So it's it's tough. It's tough. It, you know, your perspective on things change every day. But the schizophrenia, the mental illness is in the family and it is hereditary. So I figured, you know what? I probably just got it from genetics and I got to stop saying, why me? And same with the pain and just say why not me it had to be somebody <laughs> well, <laughs> you know what i mean i had to, apparently no. god thought it had to be somebody so he picked me and i thought okay well i can handle this i'm strong i can handle this until i couldn't right. but i now i can again so we're good
0: well and and i think that Oftentimes when we're going through tough times, like you've you you've gone through some really tough times, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of it has to do with the experience that you wanted to give yourself before you came down here. A lot of it has to it, it, it's a real complicated issue. Uh and I'm I'm just wish you the best and the, the, the best of luck to to get through it and and to take care of your kids and your your Publishing company is going to take off. By the way, let's talk a little little bit about that. How do you if somebody Um, has a manuscript that they would like you to look at? Actually,
1: you know what? People have asked me. I've got. um, There's a gentleman named Earl Johnson who basically co-founded Canada's first sort of metal band, hard rock. Oh yeah. And he's doing his memoir, and he wants me to publ edit and publish it. So, but that takes a a long time. My daughter is doing one of you know like basically act one or act two of her life she's 33 so I'll be editing and doing that um, I've had to tell other people that we're not accepting submissions just yet only because right now all I can all we can afford is my my daughter and I and we're not even taking salary so it's taking a while you know it's like you said it takes time it takes a lot of time no overnight successes we've been at this for ten years and uh, we're going to push forward and we're going to keep going and in the next few years in the next year i anticipate accepting submissions and i don't know what my criteria is going to be about i think it's going to be do you fit my brand which is positivity you know and love you know i don't really want like bad news books you know what i mean like no i'm into helping people and making them feel better so I will judge a lot of manuscripts on that, even if they're uh, nonfiction, because a lot of them are based on true stories. But they have to be empowering to people and helpful, <laughs> definitely helpful.
0: That is a really cool philosophy to have. Thank I, you. I, it's very similar to the philosophy that I carry with what I do here. Oh. It, we want to make it as positive as possible and 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 understand that, that as an example, someone that's gone through... the 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 things that you've gone through a couple of suicide attempts and and migraines i can't believe that you're sitting here talking to me and you have a migraine right now
1: i've learned i've had them for since 1990 well i've had them since i was 12 i'm 56 um and but they've been constant since 1998 Like I've never had a break in pain since 1998. I don't have one hour. That's good. I'm medicated so (laughs) I can talk to you. And I did my, I did a great meditation this morning, but you have to keep pushing through and there are days and weeks and months. I don't want to push through and that's when I get suicidal. So I'm trying to avoid all of that and use my sort of toolkit, you know, my books, my, um, my people that are supportive, um, you know, my publicist, Tracy lamore who's setting me up with this great interview so I can talk to you about this. I've got a lot of people helping me and I really appreciate and respect them so much. And I feel, I used to feel guilty but my kids told me to knock it off. And my mom did too. Just stop. You can't help it, you know? Yeah, that's how we talk around here. It's like, oh, just shut up. <laughs> so, you know, it's 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 been tough, but at the same time, writing this, writing shattered or creating it, you know, like I was there are a lot of new poems in there as well. It was very cathartic and very healing. Very healing. Like when I read the poems and I that I wrote, I'm like, did I write this? how the heck did I do all of these stupid things to myself if I wrote this and got, and got through it. So whenever I'm feeling down, um, my youngest son, especially will say, mom, read your book, read your book. <laughs> cause he loves it. He loves the book. And I will, and I sometimes can't read the whole thing cause it's a little too close to home cause it is, it's all about me. So I'll read a poem or two. And I'll be like, Denise, you got this. You got this. If you got through this at 15, you got through this at 21, you got whatever, you know, you've got this. And I just have to tell me myself that. And my daughter, God bless her. She's taped up affirmations on our bathroom walls. So as you're brushing your teeth, <laughs> you know, everything's going to be fine. Not Everything's going well. <laughs> Say three times to manifest. So I do affirmations, but my big thing is uh, prayer. And, uh, expressing gratitude to the people around me and also the people who I have passed on, who I believe still live in another realm. That's just my belief system. And no one has to believe that, but it gets me through.
0: Of course they do. That's, and I've talked to in my, in my career, I've talked to maybe, I don't know, uh, 30 or 40 mediums or psychic mediums and stuff and have, have been involved in oh hundreds of readings
1: but you know um, what i'm a psychic medium too i just thought i'm not that good yet i'm only good with family <laughs> even distant but i couldn't read you right now because i'm focused on something else but yeah i get i get yeah i get spiritual visits and uh i i can i predict things like sexes of babies and crazy things. It's just, you know, but it just tells me that spirit is around and loving me and they're supporting me. And I don't want to disrespect my family that's passed on who had so much hope for me. I don't want to disappoint them. And Mm -hmm. when I, when I have almost crossed over, especially in 2007, uh, my great, my grandparents and my great grandparents who really were influential in raising me, I saw them in spirit, as solid as you are, I saw them i would have sworn they were in the kitchen and they just told me we don't want you to do this but if you have to you have to but i'm really disappointed in you and i never wanted to hear that from my grandmother because she is just a saint on earth and i did everything in my life that i could to please her so knocked some sense into me i gotta tell you knocked some sense into me and then the next day i went to the hospital for help
0: it sounds to me like you're doing everything right the affirmations is is a great idea uh your daughter i'd love to talk to her because that's yeah she's
1: amazing
0: because that's 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 really cool and the uh talking to your grandparents is is really cool The, (laughs) the fact of the matter is see this is this this is what i truly know and i believe is that everyone that has passed that is around you all of your guides all of they are rallying around you like no other because you are how do i put this you well first of all you're special
1: thank you
0: secondly that book that you've written is going to find its way into somebody's hand and is going to save a life
1: Yes. And thank you for saying that because I've actually received mail that has told people have told me you helped save my life. And some people have said you saved my life. I don't like that. I know I didn't one-handedly save someone's life who's in like Wisconsin or something or in Saskatoon in Canada. I know I didn't, they had other support, but just to know that my book was part of their mental health toolkit and it helped them change their minds about doing it makes me feel so happy. And also a lot of people have told me, you know what, I'm going to go see a psychiatrist now or a psychologist or a social worker, but I'm going to get some therapy because your book, you know, it really encouraged me because I don't feel the stigma from you. You know, and you were, you know, people call me brave. I don't know how brave I was, but I was honest and it's not always, honesty is not always pretty, but most of the poems do have a positive message in them. Like keep the faith because you know what you can, if I can get through this anyone can get through this.
0: I'm not going to say that because yeah. I don't I don't believe that. Well, me.
1: that's true. You're right because there's still people you know who are you know you're the and... you
0: No, know, what I mean by that is that when you said if you can get through it anybody can get through it you're one tough lady
1: oh my god thank you i haven't heard that in a long time and i used to be really really tough before 2007 breakdown. so i'm glad to hear that you observe that because to me that's a health check for me and i appreciate you saying that to me because it validates what i've been trying to do be strong and so thank you that was that's the best compliment i could ever receive. Thank you so much, Kevin.
0: Well, and if people could just understand, see, you are one of those, you're one of those people when people go, you know, I've got this problem. I got this problem. Well, she had that and she survived it. She had that, and it was worse than what you got, and she survived it. She has now. I have uh, uh, rheumatoid arthritis as well, yeah. or a form of it. So I know where you were when you're talking about some pain, uh, but but it's it's inconsequential; doesn't matter. But but you're in pain every day, and you still wrote a book that can help people and the, all they have to do is pick it up and read it. This yeah. is this is what I'm going to suggest right now. Go ahead and hold the book up one more time.
1: Okay.
0: And yes, that is sir. I'm going to suggest yes, if, if you know somebody and the book's called Shattered and it's uh 50 52
1: 52 poems,
0: yep. 52 poems long and it's uh it's a 40-year journey and odyssey from from when she was a little girl till now and all of the things that she had to deal with if you know somebody Who is fighting depression? If you know somebody who's bipolar, if you know somebody that's contemplating suicide, get this book, get this book to them so that they can have a reference point that there is, there can be a tomorrow if you are there to be a tomorrow.
1: Mm -hmm. And this book won a book excellence award as well. And it has a five star rating on Amazon. And people can read the reviews, their rave reviews. Uh, One of Amazon's top, uh, reviewers. Out of 10,000 reviewers in the United States, he's on number 129, and he gave me an amazing review, and I was like, oh, holy moly, that was like, wow, thank you. Like, I really touched him, and his name is Cyrus Webb, and he has his own show, and radio show called Conversations Live, and we talked about the book when it first came out. We did an interview, but like I said, there's been a resurgence and in interest in the book because the pandemic and people are really struggling people who've never struggled with like you know my former husband you know is saying like i feel tingly and i'm i'm anxious and my heart's pounding and i feel like i'm having a heart attack and stuff like that and i'm like relax it's a panic attack you know it's a panic attack you just, unless you get further symptoms then call me you know but uh yeah it's it's a tough one it's a oh. tough one. A lot of people don't like to take medication and stuff, so it's even tougher on them. So I hope that the book, if they don't take medication, maybe the book might encourage them to, or maybe the book might be the the same as medication to them. Maybe it's going to be like a healing manual. I don't know. I don't know. It's also, like you said before, it's all subjective. You know, everyone feels differently about different stuff.
0: Well, but the thing is, is that people... I firmly believe, well, I, I, let me take that back. I know for a fact that our guides and angels bring things and people to us when we need them and and resources to us when we have to have them. And that's why people like you who put a book like that together um, should be really rewarded for it because you can now help uh, somebody else Survive the trial of their life and know that there's a better way. And there's another day.
1: Thank you for saying that because that's my goal for the book. I've given away more books than I've sold, you know, because people need them. And like I said, a lot of people are in disability. They don't even have 20 bucks to buy a book that might help them. So when I see someone like that, like someone's You know, like reaching out on social media. You know, you'll see those posts, right? Like, I'm not doing well. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna take my life. Da da da. I'll, I'll just connect with them and say, listen, if you, here's my email address, or you know, email me, give me a shipping address, and I'll send you a free book, and hope, hopefully, it'll help you, like it helped me, and it's helped others. So that that's the main goal of the book, is and the main goal of my life, help people, because no one goes through this life. Alone, not really, especially mm. if you believe in a, in spirituality and whatnot, you know, it, it's it's you're not alone. There are other people like us out there and we can reach out and connect with the people and hear their stories like your story. And, you know, and it helps. It's a community and it does help
0: we've all got our own stories and we can survive you know in a positive way or we can just uh sit there and 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 go down the toilet mm-hmm. uh, you know and we have we have the opportunity to to change that i firm i you know and and i talk about it a lot is that we've got we've got our team we've got a group of folks on the other side that are in spirit that are interested in making sure that we do what we came here to do and i i'm telling you one of the things that one of the reasons why you've gone through what you've gone through is to write this book because i it,
1: believe that
0: it can't be necessarily done sadly it can't be done any other way you have to experience the shit excuse the expression
1: oh please i'm like a drunken sailor on a short leave if i'm not doing an interview <laughs> <laughs> My mother one time bought me a, a bar of soap uh, for Christmas and said, a boatload of drunken sailors told me you needed this. <laughs> sense of humor is also... A coping mechanism and it's a sure tool will. it feels lovely and wonderful to laugh and your levels will rise if you're laughing more you know or you're doing something that you're passionate about whether it's listening to music i like to do I, I love to dance i hate not being able to go to the bars and dance to live music but i do it in my living room and i don't have to do my hair and makeup to do that so that's good <laughs> You know, so there's just different coping mechanisms for everybody. And we all got to find what works for us. And like, I have, like I said, a number of different, completely different things in my toolkit. I got a doctor, I got medication, I've got family, you know, I've got my, my talent and my ability to write and communicate to people. And I think most people, if they really, really try, they can find that too you know, instead of chasing a paycheck, maybe because of the pandemic, they're locked down and whatnot. Maybe we can use this as an opportunity to chase a dream instead of a paycheck. And that's what I did when I couldn't work anymore. It was probably about a year before I realized, well, I was journaling anyway. And I don't know why this book came out in poetry. Like I told my story through poetry. I have no idea why. I I feel like Dr. Seuss. I just want to keep rhyming all the time. (laughs) And I have more poems. I'm gonna come up with another poetry book after I'm done, like sort of the virtual media tour for Shattered. Um, Just about love, loss, grief, heartache, you know, things like that. Again, trying to help people just trying to help you get it through because I've been there and it's tough and it's tough to be alone. And I want people to know as long as they've got me, they're not alone. In the book at the back is my personal email address. Email me. I'm not a healthcare professional, but I might be able to guide you to one. And there's also a list of international help and crisis lines in the back of the book as well. So if you live in Ireland and you're, you know, you're feeling like you just, you're not going to be able to do, make it like you're going to, you're going to hurt yourself or kill yourself. Look in the back of that book and get a number and call and say, I need help and I'm not ashamed to ask because it's going to, it's going to mean the world to somebody. It's going to be, you mean the world to somebody. You know, so people have to start getting, and this is me included, so I'm not trying to chastise or lecture, but we have to get into the driver's seat of our own lives. We cannot let mental illness dictate what we do. We cannot let other people dictate what we do. We need to remove negative people from our lives, negative situations. If you're in a bad job and you have to quit, I mean, obviously find another one first, but get the heck out of there as soon as possible, right? So. You know, it 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 everyone reacts differently, um, but for me, it was an opportunity to be able to to write. So I was it was bittersweet, you know, not being able to work and be a government lobbyist anymore, and you know, but I lived out my dream of writing books, so worked out.
0: <laughs> I believe that there is another book in your future.
1: Oh yeah, yeah there's a few. There's going to be, gonna be one that's going to be about more about my grandmother's story and uh because she has a very interesting story and before she died she asked me if I would write the book and I told her I would I'm just haven't been able to get into that headspace because there was a lot of abuse in her life and it's triggering I gotta tell you it's triggering so I've just been sort of writing slowly in a journal and that will come into fruition as a book one day and it You know, and in the meantime, while I'm working on that, like I said, I'll, I'll put out another poetry book and just trying to help people through grief and loss and love and heartache. And as they're reading that book, I'll be working on that other book, the nonfiction about my grandmother or a fiction based on her might be safer because there are some people alive that I can't really say stuff about, (laughs) There is that, there is that, you know, I don't want backlash for my own family for crying out loud. I got enough. I, I had one hater already. I, went, oh, I said to my daughter, Danielle, I've arrived. I have a hater.
0: <laughs> oh uh, by the way, We've been talking with Denise Byers, go to Amazon, get her book. It's called shattered. If somebody needs some help, if you need to help, a, uh, it is. that's a right. Remember a friend, yourself, somebody that that really needs to do that. Get the get the book. I'm I'm very impressed with you, young lady. Can we? Uh, Thank uh, you. Oh
1: my God, young lady, I love you forever. Now we're best. Wow. You're my new best friend.
0: <laughs> I, that's right. You were born in the '60s. I was born in the '50s. So I was.
1: I just told you. I told you my the whole world. My own age is right now. There. <laughs> You know, a lady make... never tells don't call me lady <laughs> i'm we... a woman
0: <laughs> and you already hear you roar you are strong like, you know what? what i
1: sing that song a lot to myself as an affirmation just the mm-hmm. hook i am a woman hear me roar and numbers too loud to ignore I, I do that it's one of my affirmations
0: good good for you good for you thank you and we uh uh keep track of you we have- uh,
1: uh, our website is under construction. It will be Dan D, so dandee so lionpublishing.com. But for now, we're using Facebook as a landing page and right. Instagram. So we're on Facebook. You just go onto Facebook and you search Dandelion Publishing and you'll be brought to our page. And on all other social media, it's the at symbol at Dandy Lion1. All no, one i am tell you
0: what, I want my independence report to keep following you, and we're going to have you back on.
1: Oh, I'd love that. Yeah. I would love that. Yeah, I, I, mean, I really would. I mean, the more I can t- spread the word, the, the happier I'm going to be. And who knows? I might have more to, to talk about the next time we chat. Who knows? We don't know what life's going to bring. We're not promised tomorrow. So I'm trying to live each day like it's, you know, the first day of the rest of my life. And um, I take what comes and i just push through
0: you've been doing a lot of work on yourself and a lot of reading and a lot of positive things um i I think you need to write a book about that
1: that's actually a really good idea thank you people have told me to write a parenting book but i've forgotten all the things I did, (laughs) other than threaten them and throw slippers at them (laughs) but um thank you for saying that you know and that's a really good idea maybe i should write a book about it's kind of like a how-to right yeah
0: Well, your your um, autobiography or your biography would be. And by the way, I'm getting chills when I when so that means.
1: Oh, that that's validation.
0: Uh, it is validation. So uh, it's an it would be a biography of you from your life, and what's happened, and uh, how you've pulled through it, and uh, that you're using affirmations, you're using meditation, you're using positive things to uh, live your life every day the way that it can be lived. Even though every day you're in pain, yes, you have, you have got if there of nobody on the planet that I've met, you've got just as much reason to shut it down as anybody I've ever met, and you won't because you you can't because you've been brought here to help people.
1: Yes, that's why I understand here. that's my purpose. When I was a child, people said, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" A mother, and I want to write children's books and look what happened i wrote i I wrote princess lydia and the fire breathing dragon in an hour and it won a character building counts award for all of its empowering messages it took me an hour to write it it was the illustrations that took long because uh kids were not responding to the like the graphic art They were just like eh, i saw that before right. but my daughter just saw i said just draw it and then she was drawing and that was still kind of sophisticated for them she's an artist so i said Danielle, please just pretend you're seven years old and draw like that. And now kids really like it. I get pictures sent to me and stuff like, look, Denise, I drew drew the dragon. And that just makes me feel so good. And parents tell me all the time that, you know, the anti-bullying messages and stuff have really helped them and their children. And in terms of shattered, I'm glad you said that it's not just for people suffering. It's also for their caregivers and their loved ones because sure. it, the book creates, I believe, anyway, at least it's my, it was my goal, and I think I achieved it, but it, it creates understanding or at least a place where we can start to understand. Maybe it'll motivate us to do work on ourselves or read about things so you can help your loved one who's suffering, et cetera.
0: I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. Thank you, Uh, Denise, um, we've come to the end of our time together. Yeah, it's
1: so fast. Oh my gosh, Uh, Kevin. I (laughs) I have to come back.
0: I will. We we need to have you back because I want to keep the tabs on you. Thank you. Make sure that things are moving ahead. Uh, I want to give you a moment, like I do everyone, Mm -hmm. to talk to the audience and and tell them anything that you'd like.
1: Um, Would you mind if I just read um, um, uh, the What I told my children? A poem that I told my children? I'd be honored. Okay. It's called Dear Children. In my darkest times of need, you've always been there, giving me support, showing me how much you care. I want to thank you for this gift so priceless. I know it's been hard. I'm not always the nicest. When I call out your name, you always show up you never let me down. You're never sharp, harsh or abrupt. Your compassion and patience has kept me afloat. I wish I could give you more than this. Thank you. Note, please accept this small token of my immense gratitude for everything you are and everything you do. If there's ever a day I can do the same for you, just call out my name. I'll be there for you too. With eternal love, you help my heart sing. You've given me wings. Uh, sorry yeah and that's it so let me just repeat that with eternal love you help my heart sing i'm ready to soar you've given me wings so that was for my kids and i just my just kind of an apology for putting them through that and i dedicated the book to my mother and i wrote something for her as well but uh do we have time for me to read it or sure, sure? okay
0: yes, you can do anything we like i love it
1: thank you god you're fun i like you <laughs> i mean this one is the dedication to my mom uh whose name is elizabeth uh this book is dedicated to my mother elizabeth liz Byers, for her unwavering support indescribable patience and steadfast love and this was called my guardian earth angel there are angels that walk among us some carry us through the most difficult parts of our journey. It's so hard to believe that someone you, can, someone can have the strength that you so desperately need, yet so disappointingly lack. Thank you for keeping me safe in the folds of your beautiful wings and not letting me fall. Most of all, I thank you for reminding me that strong or weak, I am always loved. I promise when I am the strong one and you need to be carried, I will bring out my wings and whisk you away to where and how you need to be, safe and happy." Mother, you are my angel, and I am yours if you'll have me. Love, Denise. So that was just my way of kind of thanking them for putting up with my shenanigans. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you know, uh, that's part of life, and uh, the thing that I can, I know that I can count that they would say this as well is that even though you there have been some challenges, you're still here, and they appreciate that every day.
1: Thank you so much for saying that. I do feel their appreciation, and I'm again. That's something I I I pray about. I send a gratitude prayer to God, thanking Him for. You know, you asked me earlier, why me? I don't care why me. I just care about my family and help, and you know, and doing whatever I need to do for them. So, yeah, it's it's the most important thing.
0: That makes you very special.
1: Thank you so much. I really appreciate your kind words, Kevin.
0: Well, we're gonna we're gonna stay in touch with you because I, you. I sense that we've got there's gonna be more work to do. Uh, by the way, mm-hmm. if you know anybody that wants a, to, uh to uh, do an audio book, I do those as well.
1: Oh, do you really? Because I do want that, so I will be in touch.
0: If you don't
1: mind? That'd be great.
0: Not not a bit. I I oh, I, I
1: love I, that.
0: I've been told I have a a, a voice to make it work. You yeah, know? you have a
1: beautiful voice. Absolutely. Yeah, you can pull off the book. I'd like to, I'd, I want to hear you be the dragon. <laughs> <laughs> You've got the voice. I want to hear you. I'll use my anger and steam out of my ears or fire out of my mouth. Was he, was he, uh, was
0: he, was he smart? Was he, give me his. Uh, um... I can't
1: tell you everything, especially his name. Is That's a little um, funny thing for parents at the end. What? Oh,
0: no, just his personality. Is he smart? He He
1: is a very intelligent dragon. He is a very misunderstood guy. Uh. He he blows fire because he's scared, not because he's a bully. And uh, if someone wields a sword at him, he's going to blow fire and we get into it when the princess finally gets to where her friend the prince is um being held she wanted to talk to the dragon first and she wanted to understand his point of view like hey why did you pull this this sword on my friend well i mean uh, why did you breathe fire on my friend well he waved a sword at me and first of all she's like hold it dragons can talk you know? <laughs> so that, and the dragon has is married and has children and the kingdom I use, um, you know, different things like ladybugs and butterflies and stuff to depict different races and uh, belief systems and stuff. Because I want to show that everybody is accepted. While the, while the call for t- tolerant is very, very valiant. I truly believe it's acceptance that's going to get us to to peace. And until we accept each other and stop judging, I mean, just you know, judge, uh, the, what is it? Uh, whatever, you know, don't judge yourself or others will judge you. But that's, that's, you know, I just, I want to end the stigma and I want people to be able to reach out and get the help they need. But, uh, the dragon, the dragon teaches us a few things. It's kind of cool.
0: You know, the darn thing of this whole interview has been is that it's like, it's been like, um, an onion, I, I we keep on coming yeah, up sure with a new, mm-hmm. keep, on, keep on coming up with a new layer of, of you of the, the things that you did at the beginning it was that one layer and now it you are you are truly magnificent at what you oh do. Oh my
1: god, thank you. I think you're being overly kind and very generous, but I'll take it.
0: No, <laughs> well, if I, I, somebody who listens to you who understands that that you what you're about and, and what you're after uh that's 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 why okay that's why you're not allowed to leave
1: <laughs> okay i promise you i won't
0: so there. Promise
1: my kids i promised my mom I'm not going anywhere they're stuck with me for probably 30 years poor suckers
0: <laughs> and the, the whole reason is is because the vibration that we are entering into in mankind is going up, and it needs it people like you and me and others among us that can keep that see. My my entire mission is to bring people like you to the forefront for people to listen to people like you.
1: Thank um, you so much.
0: That's that's what I do. Uh and so you know that's and that's what makes it makes it fun for me but if, if you want me to
1: be a dragon
0: now no, the dragon he's yeah, That'd be
1: fun i think it'd be awesome
0: <laughs> i have to come up with figure out the, the, the type of voice for him
1: yeah so. we'll figure it out and I'm, I'm not ready to do it yet but uh once like i said once this is done like i've had so many podcasts booked and stuff written to may as soon as i'm done support port ugh, promoting this book yeah i will we can talk we'll talk about that because that sounds really exciting to me
0: well, and just remember, when you're doing all these other podcasts, mm-hmm. that My Independence Report is the best podcast on the planet. Ever. It absolutely
1: is. And you know what? I, 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 I've, I try to treat everyone, every podcast differently and bring new messages into everyone. So this interview is not a duplication of anything I've ever done before. These were all new messages I gave you that some people have not heard me say in the other podcasts. I try to keep them all unique.
0: That's very nice. That's it's very good of you to Thank do that. And but it's uh, it's up to us to get the information out of you and to send it to other folks.
1: That's right. And I hope you do.
0: Oh, I hope you do. We,
1: Thank you so much.
0: We're out there. We're we're two hundred and the the two hundred and thirteenth episode.
1: Holy moly! That's a lot. Congratulations.
0: <sighs> I'm I'm crossing. <sighs> Eighteen thousand downloads today, or tomorrow.
1: Uh, oh my gosh! I'm that is amazing. Congratulations!
0: Not counting uh, um, YouTube, which is another four thousand.
1: Oh yeah, um, we're on YouTube too. Yeah, I forgot about that. But that's crazy. That's fantastic for you. In an,
0: only in a year and a half. So, wow. and started from zero. Um, wow. And didn't have my Facebook page is not a contributor. I've only got two hundred friends because I. <laughs> friends anyway, of them uh that is but it's great it's great fun i love talking to people like you i love supporting people like you thank you uh, because you are the people that are going to change the planet
1: oh my god that means so much to me you have no idea biggest compliment you could ever could have given me thank you
0: yeah, it's thank not much. it's not a compliment that is reality my friend Thank That's,
1: you. I feel it too, but it's really nice to hear someone else say it, especially someone who doesn't know me well and isn't in my family or circle of friends. You know, because sometimes you feel like they're there. You know, it's all going to be okay. The angels are going to come. A spirit guide's going to come, and I do believe all that. But I don't need a pat on the head. You know what I mean? I really like the way you put it. A lot better than a lot of people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they're, they're, they're there for you. They're there because that's they, why I don't
1: criticize them because they're there for me. So what am I supposed to say? Like, don't say that or don't do that. No, I'm just okay. great. I just want to pick out the positive of everything and just have that kind of attitude.
0: Well, I hope your headache feels better. Thank you. And, uh, uh and stuff and we I, there's a little closing that I need to do and then okay. don't don't go anywhere. I'll be nope. right back.
1: Okay. Thank you.